Welcome to Business Playmakers, the podcast that meets with innovators, trailblazers, and leaders to learn about their experience and what success really means. Hosted by entrepreneur and leadership coach, Kyle Gorman. The Business Playmakers podcast is brought to you by Employer Blueprint. Employer Blueprint is focused on developing great leaders and high-performing managers through one-on-one coaching and group workshops. To schedule coaching for you or your team, simply visit EmployerBlueprint.com. Well, I want to thank you uh, and welcome you to this week's episode of the Business Playmakers Podcast. Hold on just one minute, Kyle. Okay. I'm really, really excited about this, and I'm I'm actually really proud to announce that I'm the new host of the Business Playmakers Podcast, and my name is Diedrich Jackson, and and I appreciate all that you've done, and I appreciate, you know... Your guidance and all of this, but I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready to I'm like put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. And uh, so, you know. So, hang on. Um, you know, this is the very last episode of the Business Playmakers podcast, right? Listen, man, don't kill my sunshine. This, okay, it's a great day. This uh, this is we're, we're we're ending this like it began. <laughs> we you and I were here together. Yeah, we've been on this journey together, and I'm I'm ready, man. Like this okay. is this is my show. Okay, well, I'll tell you what we can do then. Um, <laughs> I will let you uh, host today's episode. Yes. You can interview me. I've been dying um, this moment forever. But, uh, <laughs> but before we do, uh, I want to officially let everyone know that, in fact, uh, this is the last episode of what you know as the Business Playmakers Podcast. And um, so as of next week, we are rebranding. Uh, you should be able to still get it in your subscription. But uh, we're going to be the Employer Blueprint podcast to kind of match the brand uh, that we have as a company and some of the services that we provide. And so um, we're going to be even more focused on building teams, building companies, um, building cultures. And so uh, this is, in fact, the last episode of the Business Playmakers podcast. And um, Diedrich uh, had the great idea of, of course, he was the very first guest that we had on the show. Um, that was the test dummy. He was, yeah. And in fact, he, I think you even said that. And like, look, don't take this one so serious. This is just a test. Yeah, I think I let you know that... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember telling you, like, look, I don't even know if this thing's ever going to get released. I just want to see, like, how the audio will work and kind of make sure everything uh, works okay to put something out there. But, um, but yeah, so, I, you know, what we, you and I talked about quite a bit and uh, thought maybe it would be good to kind of share with everyone why we're going through this transition and what we're doing. So, um, enjoy your glory day yes. as the official host of the Business Playmakers <laughs> podcast. So, now that I'm back... Yes. I kind of left. <laughs> and, and what Kyle was saying was true. This is this is bittersweet that the Business Playmakers podcast is officially ending, sort of. Uh, however, I'm really excited about the name change being to Employer Blueprint. It's something I felt like a long time ago that the brands needed to come together. I felt like we needed to have an identity. Yeah. I felt like that we needed to put this, the, the message of staffing, recruiting, and and uh, workplace development out there a lot more. And I've also, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but I've, I've tried to tell Kyle, put more of himself out there. Kyle, and I'm talking about you in third person That's while weird. you're sitting here. That's, That's very, very weird. weird. Yeah. But 
Kyle is the type of person that he, when he says, I have a guest, I'm focusing on my guest. And I think that says a true testament to who Kyle is, who you are. Um, because even in business, I've noticed that one of the things I've learned that I've learned from you is that whenever the, the person is sitting in front of you, shut your mouth and listen because they're going to tell you something you need to hear. And I've always been a talker. And when I first met you, it was, you know, I'm a sales guy. I'm a talker. I'm a talker. I'm a talker. And I think one of the things I learned from you was how to listen. And I think that it shows in this, uh, the business playmakers podcast, as I look back on all the old episodes, uh, that you listen really, really, really well, and it allows the guests to really focus and show what they are capable of doing. So mm-hmm. that's that's one of the things that I've always liked about the Business Playmakers podcast. And so, well, good. I appreciate that. And, and um, you know, the original idea of the show was really about. Um, sharing the stories of other people. Uh, that was the original vision uh, and, and kind of the mission of the show was to talk to people that have been there, that have, been, that have, that have, have had a, an exciting and unique journey in business and let them tell their story and tell um, kind of what that's looked like and, and the successes and failures they've been through that and the things that they've learned. And so, um, you know, that was always the original intent of the show. And, and we've really tried to keep that along the way as the common theme of just let's talk to people that have an, an amazing story and let's uh, give them an opportunity to share that. The, you know, the, the focus has always been on uh, the audience getting a chance to hear from people that maybe they otherwise wouldn't get a chance to hear from. And one of the things that I've found interesting in it is even in talking to the guests, um, generally one of the things that comes back as feedback when we're talking off air is um, that, you know, they're, they're interesting questions. They're, that it's things that they don't normally think about because oftentimes, you know, people are talking about their business and they're talking about things specifically within the business, but to get a chance to, to kind of talk about themselves and the things mm. that they've learned along the way. So yeah. that was always the intent of the show was to be able to, uh, to share that. And I never wanted it to be about me. I wanted it to be about them. Now, because of the things that you just mentioned, of course, we've evolved a little bit um, in the last uh, couple of months, the last few months especially, where we have put out more of my content and I'm adding some commentary around what you know the, the topics that we're going to be talking about. Um, but the focus um, has always been, and, and admittedly, it will continue to be um, around the knowledge and the expertise that the guest has and, and the things that they're able to bring to the audience. My main thing was that I felt like, I've always felt like that you have a, a vast level of knowledge, not only in your own professional career, but also in the professional careers of others that you've helped. And I thought, you know, how great would it be for you to actually allow your audience to, to really see how much you genuinely care about mm-hmm. people and about your guests. And sometimes, like, in our, own, in our own minds, we think the best thing we can do is keep our mouth shut and let the guests be, you know. But right. sometimes mm-hmm. also, you know, we have to interject and show our audience, you know, that that we are knowledgeable, remind them that we do care about these guests, mm-hmm. remind them that we are leading the conversation down a path that would that would be you know beneficial to the audience. And so I think that's what I'm most excited about, Employer Blueprint. But yeah. but it's not about me. What are you what are your thoughts about this transition? And like, you know, you at first, you know, we've we've talked about where where business playmakers was. Yeah. Where do you see employer blueprint going? What's the grand vision yeah. for this podcast going forward? Well, so to kind of put some context around it, um, uh, you know, of course, the Business Playmakers podcast was presented by Employer Blueprint, and um, Employer Blueprint was uh, and continues to be the brand um, that that I use for management coaching, management development, leadership development, um, and and really focused more on kind of company cultures and and team building from a high level. 
Um, so uh, we are going through a transition in, in the core business of rebranding that also to Employer Blueprint, um, where Employer Blueprint will be those things, but it will also be in, in kind of primarily focused on a talent acquisition program. Mm. And um, so different from recruiting and staffing, it's, it's, a, it's a full program that we uh, will be offering under Employer Blueprint. And so as we've been talking about kind of the branding of that and pulling a lot of our services together, um, there was still this one piece that kind of sat out there alone, which was the podcast. And, uh, and it was the one thing within the content that we put out that isn't as focused on team building and company building. Um, it was really still just focused on uh, business stories and business success stories. Mm -hmm. And so the, the intent of, of shifting the podcast uh, over to the Employer Blueprint podcast and, and the focus of the podcast moving forward um, will be on building great teams and great companies. And so the focus is really going to be more on um, team building, culture building, um, um, what it's taken you know, people to scale business and what that looks like. And so it's really going to be more focused on team and, and company building more so than just success stories from people in the market. Well, what would you say uh, has been the hardest process for you? This is, this is, you're taking a company that was your last name. Yeah. You know, and, and now changing it and bringing everything together. Yeah. Well, what's the hardest thing that's been for you on, on this whole process? Well. And you might remind your audience how many companies we're talking about, too. Yeah, gosh. So I think, you know, currently uh, I own seven brands. Um, and we're consolidating that down to um, basically about three and so, uh, you know, we're taking um, most of those brands and putting them all under the employer blueprint model. Um, you know, I, so I never, you know, Gorman Recruiting has always been my core business. Uh, and and it's, it's been a recruiting model um, specifically focused on small businesses uh, with kind of mid-level to upper mid-level positions, meaning our kind of sweet spot is companies of five to 50 employees um, in positions that are going to pay thirty dollars to $80,000 a year. So it's a, it's a unique spot in the recruiting space. Um, and under the employer blueprint model, we still are going to, we, we still will be focusing on that, but the, the, the talent acquisition model will be a little bit different. But um, I've never been super excited about having my name on the company. Um, that's never been a motivator for me. In fact, early on, that was something that I wanted to change. But um, you know this, and I, the mm -hmm. audience probably doesn't, but when I originally started the business, uh, you know, I was in partnership with my parents and, and one of the other companies that, uh, that I own and that my, my um, uh, kind of went into business with my parents, that my parents already have this company there, um, it has the name on it. And mm -hmm. so originally, we were using that company name and building this recruiting model. And so we already had name recognition around the Gorman name in the recruiting space. Uh, and so we just kind of changed the last part of it to recruiting and separated the business out and called it Gorman Recruiting. Um, so, but that's never been a motivator for me. In fact, I, I've always said, eventually I want to get my name off of the business um, because the business is not about me and I'm not the star of this business. I mean, I, I have an incredible team of people. Um, I've always been just ridiculously blessed with having amazing people around me, and they're really the stars of the show. Um, 
you know, without them, there is no business. And so, you know, if, if I could put all of their names on the business, but that would be really long to put on a business card. <laughs> so, uh, and you know, and, and just, I can't imagine typing all of that in a website. But, um, so, so it really, you know, my focus has always really wanted to make it more about the team and the people that they get to, that my clients get to work with. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I'm really looking forward to it, but I think the hardest thing for me, kind of going back to your original question, the hardest thing for me is that I'm a visionary. Mm -hmm. I, I can see things in the future. I can see the way things should look, um, and, but I hate waiting. I don't have patience. Mm -hmm. And so for me, um, you know, I think you and I probably, you know, we talked about consolidating the brands you know, over a year ago, probably the, the first time it was ever discussed, well, maybe a year and a half, almost two years ago now. And, um, but I really didn't have a, a kind of a vision of how that would look. And once that came to, you know, once I kind of realized this is what it would look and this is what we will do with it, I think that for me, the hardest part is the, is the waiting. Um, you know, even within the podcast, uh, we've known now for a couple of months that this is what we're going to do and then, but still have to put out content as it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. and because I'm, I'm one that whenever like this is what we're going to do i want to just do it mm -hmm. i don't want to i don't want to waste any time let's just jump right to it mm -hmm. um which is not a great trait i will say i mean i think we need that time to because there are a lot of things that have kind of evolved even in in a few months in polishing out what this will look like mm -hmm. <clears throat> but um that's been the hardest thing for me is just knowing that we're getting there but then it just everything moves so slow when you're going through a full rebranding. Well, and the crazy thing is for you is that you you've already went through all of this in your head. Yes. You've already planned all this. You've already yeah. been doing the notes. You've already been and then when you bring it to the team, yeah. It's like I'm done because I've got it right here and you because yeah. I noticed I, I was in those meetings and I remember, you know, thinking to myself like, "Well, goodness, he's already done all the work." You know, yeah. I mean, essentially essentially the hardest yeah. part is you know, you said you're visionary. The hardest part yeah. is getting all those details together. So your visionary wasn't just one day you woke up and said, aha, I'm going to oh, do this. No, it was no, a thing no. where over the course of a year and a half, you were like, hmm, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Right. Let's see how this would work. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I could see why the hurry up weight yeah. would really mess with you. Yeah, I bet I've got, I mean, if I went through all of my notes, uh, sources, whether it be handwritten notes, whether it be notes on to-do lists, whether it be um, you know notes on my phone, whatever whatever it is, I bet I've got 200, 300 different notes about so that brings what up this something, will be. And I don't mean to interrupt you, mm -hmm. but I'm going to. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I did mean to interrupt you because this is something that I've been dying to know, and I and I'm going to go ahead and just let you go ahead and put it on record. Okay. I have. You said I. I quote. I have all of these notes. I well. Not quote, but I have all of these notes. Right. When are we going to get a book? Oh, gosh. When are we going to get a Cal Gorman authored book? Say I, it now and hold it, and I'm going to hold you to it. I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> Come on. Um, you know, that is something I'd love to do someday. Uh, there's, there, I, I have no doubt, you know, I've, of course, I've talked to a lot of authors, and that's one of the things I often talk to them about off the air is the process. And, um, uh, and I've talked to some publishing companies um, as well. And basically what I have learned is I have all the content. It's getting it organized. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, that's not my skill. 
Yeah. Um, that's not my strength is taking, I don't have the, again, it's a patience thing. Yeah. The patience to go ahead and get all of these different things that are out there and putting them in a way that is fluid and makes sense and is, and is you know, in, mm -hmm. in an order of some kind. So, um, you know, I'd love to say that, I'd love to say that in 2020 the book will be out, but um, I, I don't know. You know, that is one of those things that every year sits on my uh, kind of project list, mm -hmm. um, but it's never made a top enough of a priority to get done. Speaking of that, and this wasn't a question I had already planned, but I've I got it now. Um, you know, we, we talk a lot about the book being your credibility that gets you speaking, speaking engagements, yeah. that gets you talking engagements on podcasts. Do you right. see that as, as relevant as it was, you know, say 10 years ago? No, no, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think it's a bad thing mm -hmm. because there's a lot of validity in adding the word author behind your name. Mm -hmm. um, but in today's world, there's so many ways to put out content that people are absorbing that uh, it, it's funny. This is what I this is the experience that I have seen uh, as I've, again, really researched this and talked to other authors about it. Um, you know, most of the time when people are putting out that they're an author and they're getting um, opportunities to, to speak or to uh, present because they're an author, well, most of those people haven't read the book. Mm. It's just the fact that they are. Mm -hmm. um, but it's generally the content that they're putting out in more digestible ways that people are really paying attention to that kind of led to the interest and led to the audience that they have. So, um, you know, I, uh, I do quite a bit of vlogging. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's again, because I'm not, in fact, generally my blogs come from vlogs. It's because I'll speak it. Mm -hmm. And then once I speak it, then it's easier for me to kind of write it out. This yeah, is the way that, that my sense. mind works. But, um, um, so, you know, I love putting out content that way, uh, you know, things that have come to me, situations that we're dealing with in work, things that I've, um, oftentimes those come from when I'm coaching clients, um, there will be things that come up that I think, you know, I've, I've heard this two or three times. And I, I tend to say that even whenever I vlog because it's, it's very candid and transparent. You know, I don't take 10 takes and it's not professionally set up in a studio. It's me at my desk with this is some information that has come up a couple times in the last week. And so mm -hmm. that tells me it's time to share it. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's so many great ways to put out content these days that I think the key really is just that it be relevant content and mm -hmm. things that are beneficial for people. Um, more so than it is about sitting down and, and writing a book. But there is a lot of validity that comes to having that author title behind your name. I do have a couple questions about the recruiting industry because that's something mm -hmm. that I don't think that our that the business playmaker audience ever really got to know about you is that you know you're you have vast experience in the recruiting industry and yeah. in the staffing industry. Um, tell me what you see the pitfalls that have happened in recruiting in the last 10 years. Recruiting, hiring, mm. workforce development, all of those things. Like, yeah. Name just one or two pitfalls that you think huh. have maybe put us behind right. in that area. Well, you know, the first thing that comes to mind, because it seems like it's one that I am, am talking about a lot and deal with a lot, is that um, we have we are no longer in an employee-centric environment. Um, and I don't think we were there long, but I believe there was a time in our, in our uh, kind of workforce history that companies were a little more, a lot more focused on their employees, mm -hmm. the benefit of the employees, um, um, the value that their employees brought to the organization. And uh, one of the things that we've really seen over the last several years is we've moved away from that. And one of the reasons I think that has been, and this is just um, 
uh, theory. I've not studied this to determine, but based on personal experience and, and what we've seen in the industry and things that we've experienced, um, I think over the last 10 years especially, when unemployment rates went so high, it was very easy to fill positions. Mm-hmm. And when it's easy for a company to fill a position, they don't have to be as worried about the one individual that's in the position right now. They, and so there is almost a, um, I think there was a mindset, sort of a, a, a company or cultural mindset that we as employers are doing you a favor by giving you a job. And unfortunately, we haven't shifted out of that mindset yet. Um, and I'm using we very loosely. Obviously, there are a lot of companies that, that don't think that way. But, um, but a lot of companies still have this, this mindset that we're doing you a favor by giving you a job. And one of the best ways I've heard this stated, and I think it actually was mentioned, it's been mentioned on the show a couple of times, is, um, you know, what if we treated our employees like they were volunteers? And because they are, in a way, they, they are voluntarily working for you compared to working for someone else. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, and let's be honest, no matter what company you are, they could make more money somewhere, they could get better benefits somewhere, they get more time off somewhere, they could have you know, they're more friends somewhere. There are so many things that you could put these individual variables in. Um, and so there are reasons that they could go work other places. And I think that we in our workforce have got to shift back to constantly being employee-centric, being really focused on the employee, what's best for them. And now, understand, sometimes what's best for them is to let them exit the organization. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's what's best. But I think if we do everything from a servant's heart with our employees, if we do everything from a loving place with our employees, um, it would make a huge difference in the workforce. And... And so oftentimes, it's the people that are complaining that there's no good people out there, you can't find good employees, nobody wants to work anymore. Oftentimes, it's people with those complaints that aren't treating the employees with the right, um, the right uh, love and, and, and servant leadership that they need to. Well, you know, they always say, well, if you want to know what's wrong with a child, look at their parent. Well, same thing. I mean, if you want to know yeah. what's wrong with an employee, look at their boss. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, one of the things that I talk about in, in, in my leadership development courses is the manager's mirror. And that's really exactly what that refers to, is we're always going to reflect the leader of the organization. And so, um, you know, if there are or things... the lack that, thereof. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if, if there's something that we see in our team and our organization and our company that we don't like, the first place to look is in the mirror. Mm. Are we, um, are they just simply a reflection of us? Mm. And most of the time, they are. Yeah. So that being said, where are we going with technology, with... So many different things changes. Mm-hmm. You know, the biggest question I had for you is, uh, do you think that you'll ever be replaced by an app? Hmm. Um, no, I don't think so. Uh, and here's why. Um, in the recruiting space, in the talent acquisition space, there's more and more science that's able to help us. But my experience has been that um, nothing beats the art that comes with knowing a personality. And and here's what I mean by that. Um, There are a lot of personality assessments out there, and I love them. I mean, I I really kind of geek out over them Mm -hmm. because I really find it interesting to understand the psychology of someone and kind of how they tick. But um, even within that, you know, I, I have seen hundreds of times when a personality assessment doesn't match um, a job assessment, Mm -hmm. 
And yet, this person is a perfect fit for the company and for the position. And so, uh, there's, there's a lot to be said for the, um, that one-on-one -on -one interaction and that relationship building that you get with a candidate to understand how they're going to fit into a company. But the other reason I don't think that we will be replaced, at least not in my lifetime, specifically with an app, is um, or technology is because the same holds true on the other side. You know, we as humans have an inherent need for some sort of social interaction, mm -hmm. and um, there are some companies and some individuals that would gladly turn something like this over to their to technology, and they do. You know, we we see that all the time with some of these large um, job boards. They have tools and things that do that, and we see people using different personality assessments. And they kind of do these check boxes and. Um, and we see that happen. I would say most of the time you're going to end up with a lot of very average employees whenever you do that. An average is okay, but it's just okay. Mm -hmm. When you want great, um, you need that extra level of touch. And so even the clients, um, there's a lot of benefit in that relationship building piece that we give to the client and the partnership that we have, understanding who they are, understanding what their needs, what the culture, what their vision is, so that we can go out and, tr and, and, and identify the people that fit that um, and that can't be replaced with technology quite yet. Mm -hmm. And so I, I don't think in any time in, in the near future uh, we're going to see that. I do think that we're going to continue to see a lot of technology um, support our, mm -hmm. our industry, um, which I really enjoy. I think it's great. But I don't think it's going to replace it, uh, mm -hmm. at least not quite yet. And again, typically what you see is when you're using technology as your primary way for talent acquisition, um, you, you generally are going to come up with a lot of average because that's the way the job models are set up. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't remember what book it was, but um, there was a, uh, I read about this in a book. There was a study, there was a project that was done by the Air Force. I think it was the F-16 fighter pilot or the F-16 uh, fighter plane. Um, the, um, uh, the pilots were complaining because the seats were uncomfortable. Uh, and so they weren't able to spend as much time in it, and they weren't being as effective as they could be. So they went through, and they took all the fighter pilots of the F-16, mm -hmm. and they took their measurements, their physical measurements of the individual pilot, and created a seat that fit the average of all of them. Right. And that way, they're more comfortable. And the new seat was less comfortable than the previous seat. And the previous seat was, you know, 40 years old from whenever the plane first came out or whatever. But... Um, the new, seat, the new seat was less comfortable, and they complained even more because they created an average of all of these people. Right. And the same thing happens whenever you do that in the, in the job perspective. When you create the job model, that is an average to say, you know, we'd like to have someone that does this. We'd like to have someone that does that. But there's no perfect of any of it. Right. And so um, it's okay to have average players on your team. But you need a few superstars as well. And that's where a company like ours comes in, is finding those superstars. Uh, I like that. That's really cool. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Tell me about your mentors. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> uh, uh, one of the things, we'll go back to the podcast, because I wanted to focus <laughs> on you a little bit. But one of the things I always noticed was that you're, you have the ability to keep everyone on track. And sometimes, like, it's not happened here, but I've noticed that you know, listening to 81 episodes yeah. uh, while mixing and mastering them, I've noticed that sometimes people get off track. And it's easy to. I mean, I get off track all the time, every yeah. day. But uh, you have, the, you have your, your questions, and sometimes you'll bring people back to, to, mm -hmm. to round about where they need to be. So tell me about how that, how that works sometimes. Okay, well, <laughs> as you just alluded to, where I, I generally would say, yeah, yeah, okay, that's good. 
So let me ask you, and yeah, so I, I don't, I didn't know that I did that until you pointed it out to me at one point, and now I notice it on every single episode. But um, and I probably wouldn't have noticed it if I didn't really. Pay yeah, I mean, you listen. Yeah, you listen to, to the, the, the details. I have to get rid of the. If someone says something that might be incriminating, right? Or, you know, right. You have to listen to the details of the show. Uh, well, you know, anytime you're interviewing someone, and of course, I, I'm inter- I interview people all the time for the recruiting business, and so anytime you're asking people questions, you're interviewing them. Um, you know, there's a flow that you want you want to try to pull people through, and there's sort of a storyline of sorts that you that you're trying to create. But you, the weird thing is, um, you know, for the podcast, not so much for interviewing for candidates, but for the podcast, you're trying to get them to tell a story that they don't know they're trying to tell, and so there is a certain flow that you kind of need to to work back to, and and um, you know just as you could read this in books as well, you know, or movies where there's a storyline, but then they kind of move off to something else, but we got to come back. We've always got to come back. And sometimes it's tough to do. Part of the reason, because I get, I sometimes want to dive into these things they're talking about as well. Yeah. And so I, you know, I'll kind of make notes of the questions that I have. And, um, um, and I sometimes have to kind of intentionally just it's hard to flow it back, and so I just have to sort of stop and say, yeah. okay, well, that's good. Well, and, and now we got to move back. Not only that, but some of those conversations could go on for hours with some oh, of them. Oh, my gosh. Because I mean? they could, was, yeah. I noticed that, I, I, and I hadn't had a chance to listen to a lot of the, the because um, you usually trim it before you send it to me, but there was one that you sent, and I was like, gosh, you guys talked forever, even yeah. past the interview. Yeah. You know, so I got yeah. one more question because we're running over time and yeah. I, I want to keep it on time like you want it, like you like it to be. <laughs> All right. And I was very conscious about this. I was very, like I lost sleep over that part, but I, this, <laughs> this question right here is one that everyone's going to want to know. And if they, okay. they can't see you, they will be able to see you. Yes. Do you feel like your beard gives you superpowers? My- <laughs> I knew that was going uh, Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, I've never wanted to... Uh, really express that to everyone because I still want to stay low key, <laughs> very Clark Kent. Um, but my beard does give me superpowers. So yeah, we are gonna start putting the podcast out on video format as well. Um, so the everyone will get to see and experience my beard. Um, if you haven't seen any of the vlogs or anything that we do, but yes, it absolutely gives me superpowers. And um, but I can't tell you exactly what they are. <laughs> Uh, as a true superhero, would, would I get? Would it like be things. death? If yeah, I, yeah. If I told you, I'd have to kill you, and all the cameras would explode. And <laughs> this is a part I'm gonna edit out because it might thing. be contained as a threat. You know? <laughs> That's true. That's no, true. I remember whenever I interviewed with you and your dad, I looked at you both and I said, "Listen, if there's because your dad has a yeah, pretty he's, fabulous he's beard got a pretty good too." Beard I said, "Listen, well. if, the, if if the deal is that I have to grow a beard to work here, it's no, it's, <laughs> I'm out. I'm out." Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So let me tell you one of the funniest stories that happened with that. This was years ago. So of course, whenever I started the company. It was just me, and then um, I'd pull my dad in whenever I needed help, you know, for interviews. And I always like to have two people in the interviews uh, at that point. And so, um, so he would come in and interview with me. And uh, so he and I had this interview with a young man for a sales position. And he came in, you know, nice, clean cut guy, suit and tie. And he, um, whenever we got done, the interview went really well, had a great time talking to him. And whenever we got done, um, you know, we were kind of shaking his hand, and he was walking out the door, and he stopped, and he turned around, and he said, Guys, I got to tell you, he said, I can't wait till I get home and talk to my wife. Because last night, he said, I had a beard yesterday. And she told me I better shave that off before I come into the interview. And he said, I really didn't want to. But she said, honey, 
that for some people, whenever you walk in there with a beard, that's going to immediately turn them off, and there's no way you're going to get a job when you've got a beard and you're not clean shaven. Yeah. And he said, and to walk in here and see the two of you with your beards, I can't wait to tell her. He wants that, to take a selfie. Yeah. <laughs> I said, you know, it might have helped you get the job if you came in here with a beard. But now, since you don't have one, but since you don't have one, you you're out. Say that, but, you're out. But that is a yeah. true testament: is to be in yourself. I'm. I am a firm, firm believer in being yourself. Now. You know, along with that, that doesn't mean um, if you're a, a jeans and t-shirt guy, um, you don't throw on a dress shirt for an interview. I mean, I, you know, there there's some aspects to that that you have to be prepared for the situation you're going to be in. But I do believe in being yourself mm-hmm. um, because that's who we want. Uh, you know, and, and again, I, I think even from a candidate perspective, if I kind of speak to the candidates for a second or anyone that may ever be looking for some type of job or if you're interviewing people and you're trying to figure out um, whether this is the right person or not, we want to know who you are. Mm-hmm. We don't know who you're trying to be. We want to know who you are, and you need us to know who you are because that's how we're going to understand if this is a fit. Yeah. We need a fit for a candidate and for, um, and for an employer. And if we don't really know who you are whenever you walk in, that, that's really difficult to do. I had an interview just a couple of weeks ago, or a couple of weeks ago, could have been six months, but um, a while back. <laughs> and, and I remember... Um, from a skill set, the lady was was good, but one of the things she just she didn't match the the formality of the business, and she continued to kind of ask some questions around that kind of you know dress code and the way that they operate. And she obviously was very casual in the way that she operated, which was fine. That's who she is, but it didn't match this business. Mm. Well, how t- I mean, how uncomfortable would she be if she would have got that job? And she mm. goes in and finds out I'm just. I'm, it feels stuffy to me. Yeah, she's never going to be happy. The employer is never going to be happy. Mm-hmm. So I do believe in the need for authenticity, and that's one of the reasons why, with the podcast, um, you know, you had mentioned trimming it, and I do. Of course, you know, the guests and I talk a little bit before and talk a little bit after, um, and we trim that out. But we do very, very little to no editing on the show, which is why you get the ums and the ahs, and that's mm-hmm. why you get me, you know, with weird transitions in, in <laughs> statements, because, and I tell my guests as well, uh, this intentionally needs to be a conversation between two people, mm-hmm. and a conversation between two people is imperfect, but it's the imperfection that I think adds to the authenticity of who we are, mm-hmm. um, and I think adds to the authenticity of the show. Very awesome. Um, so lastly, like you always do with your guests, tell us where we can find out more about Kyle Gorman and Employer Blueprint. And also, yeah. if there's anything I might have missed, cover that as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, of course, you can find out more uh, on the website, employerblueprint.com. Um, also, you, I've got a website, personal website, kylegorman.com, and you'll hear that in the outro for the show as well. Both of those will be in there. Um, but... Um, no, I, you know, the only thing I, I want to leave people with is I really, really appreciate the way the show has uh, grown and evolved. And, uh, and again, our plan is to make this sort of season two uh, of the show. So if you're already subscribed to the show, hopefully everything will stay the same. You'll just, there'll be a different name on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I would just ask, um, leave a comment, leave a note share with other people. Uh, we just want to continue to share the information and, and, you know, of our guests and hopefully provide some great information. And the other thing I would say is this, if you have um, suggestions of things that you want to hear, if you have questions, if you have things that you want to hear us talk about on the show, uh, we actually have an email. It's podcast at employerblueprint.com. And so you can email that and we'll answer questions or we'll put it on the show. 
Um, and so if you, if you have things that you want to hear more about, podcast at employerblueprint.com, and uh, we'd love to be able to share that with you as well. Awesome. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, Dedrick. I, I really do appreciate it. <laughs>